0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Catch Kate podcast. This this week with <laughs> this time we are on season three. So I had asked patrons, I had asked Instagram people um what you would like for this season or whether I should even do a season three. Um I was just contemplating um yeah, what what you want, what the public want, whether it's beneficial, should I keep going? Can I keep going? Um and you know, like for me as well, autumn is a massive time of transition. So I just really wanted to check in again about my focus and um being on the right path and of course knowing what you want because there's no point me recording something and it not being delivered and I always trust that the right ears will hear it Um, so I do trust in that Um, so I suppose season three from the feedback I've gotten I'm just going to continue on with similar ideas uh, whether it's the environment, um, adventure, uh, well-being, nature, bees all of that and I'm really just going to go with the flow with this one So one week, maybe environmental, one week, maybe adventure. I'm just really going to mix and match and I hope you will like it. Um, And if you do have any suggestions at all, what you would like to know about, please get in touch with me and I would love to hear from you. Um, So this week, I'm going to just do a little bit of a mixture on some recent adventures uh, in October uh down in west cork so i'll take you through some of the places there um and of course bits on nature and um some well-being tips and yeah maybe a few surprises <laughs> um but again as always it'll be around the same topics so you know you know what the feeling is with this podcast you know it's well-being environmental kind of travel adventure and just yeah connecting humanity back to nature uh, where we're essentially from and removing the disconnect which we have acquired in our lives in our lifetime um so again if you can support this podcast and help me to keep it going I would really appreciate that and you can join as a patron and you also have access to extra clips footage and audio and you have a private uh, message thread with me So if you need any advice on anything, whether it be chasing your dream or growing or um, any environmental sciencey bits, whatever, um, you can get in touch with me and I would be really glad to help you. And just a big thank you from me uh, because you are um, contributing into something that is giving back. uh, All the money that I had acquired this year has gone into bee equipment. So... That is a massive thank you for me to the patrons. Um, it covered some of the costs. Bee equipment is really expensive, like goes into the thousands. Um, so very expensive. Um, so that's actually something, uh, a job for me during the cold rainy days is I have to put together beehives, which is something um, really exciting actually, because it allows me to prepare for next year and, you know, being progressive in the long run, working with nature um, so yeah, just a thank you for me that anybody who has supported in the past, the money is going to a good place and I, yeah, I honour you and admire you on helping me to do that. Um, yes. Um, so thank you so much for that. And like, it's just a little reminder as well that the way our planet is, it is in degradation and destruction and like unfortunately like it is sad that week on week we see headlines saying this temperature like rising you know increased snowfall you know storms and like that's not even like probably 80% of the coverage you know it's really when you go out and see it with your eyes like when I met local villagers on my travels and talked with them that's when you see the real stuff and you're like holy like that's like that's stuff that doesn't hit the headlines, like I remember when the fires were happening in some parts north of the Amazon, and like it wasn't even been um it wasn't even on the headlines, and I had heard of some friends in Peru where some of the Amazon is as well, some of the forest goes in there and in ecuador parts of the Amazon, and like they all knew about it like they all I remember talking to them about it, and it wasn't even in our headlines, so a lot of the time like where there's a lot of impact which is normally the lower half of the world like we don't get coverage until like ages after you know and the media chooses what to show so we have to be really aware of that as well that like what we're shown is very um it's uh chosen for us you know so you do need to be critical and use your own thinking when it comes to media coverage and news Because you're usually shown what is decided by, you know, whoever is above on all of this. Um, There's a lot of politics behind all of that stuff. Um, Just to be aware of it, you know. Um, So yeah. So let's get cracking on with episode one of season three. And we'll get going on some adventures. And hopefully I can help you today with some um, nice insights about where you can go and explore and uh, some some bits about uh, your well-being for transitioning from autumn to winter. So I went down to West Cork at mid-October uh, during the lovely break from uh, the podcast. Um, but I did miss you guys. Don't worry, I did. Um, I went down to West Cork and I had a little, little celebration there for my birthday, at turning 30 the big three oh um so not a child anymore (laughs) but anyways no I just decided you know I'll go down west and I just feel that uh maybe you're with me on this but like for me right now travel abroad and all that sort of stuff like I've done such a an amount of it that um I feel comfortable you know just to travel local and adventure local and we've so much beautiful sights in Ireland that um you know it's just it's just like the same thing really isn't it you get the same buzz like the same adrenaline the same sense of adventure and you're in your own home your own land you know so that was really beautiful um so i ventured down to baltimore um which is a lovely seaside um i suppose village and you can actually go out to the islands off of west cork from there such as cape clear Sherkin Island, um, what other islands are down there? Well you have to go around the peninsula then to get to Hare Island, that's another island I've been to in the past which is amazing. Um, Hare Island um, is, uh, you can do like retreats down there and it's really beautiful, there's like artists' houses and cookery schools and kayak clubs and no shops no cafe like nothing there no pubs nothing it's really unique but um on this journey in particular I went to Shurkin Island so I'll tell you a bit about that um but yeah so explored Baltimore the beacon if you know the beacon uh it's really lovely and it's quite wild and windy and it's staggering sea cliffs uh which are amazing uh for a hike um and you can walk a little bit along the headland. You can even have a swim. There's like coves in there. Um, and it's just so wild and rugged and really beautiful. Um, and I had actually been there a few years back as well. But the time I went a few years back, it was like... It must have been like 40 mile an hour winds. It was so dangerous. And we literally just ran up to the beak and touched it and ran away. Because <laughs> it, was, it was actually too dangerous the time we went... Um, so yeah, so definitely, um, put that on your list, the beacon, uh, a walk up there with the beautiful views and you can see over to Shirkin as well from there, huge sea cliffs again. Um, and then on the night of my birthday, I went out to Loch Hine, uh, which was amazing. And my host in the Airbnb had taught me that there might be bioluminescence, so I just got so excited and I was like, this would actually just be perfect. Um, and yeah, went out there that night, met an old man, maybe like 70 years old, who had a stick, like a walking stick with his wife and puppy. And he was like hitting the water with the stick and he was like, do you see it? Do you see it? And I was like, sorry? He's like, do you see it? Like it's all shiny. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Drop want my stick? I said okay so I went down with his stick and I started climbing down the rocks and he was like are you a young one are you a young one because obviously I was just you know it was pitch black and I was just climbing down these rocks and I said I am yeah fine and fit (laughs) and we just had a giggle like but he just waited then like while I was using his stick to um kind of swish about the water to see the luminescent bacteria and um yeah it was amazing And then afterwards, I decided I would have um, a swim. So there was people coming in off the kayaks and they had been out kayaking and there were some people swimming as well and they had wetsuits on and they had like um, all the gear on them. But I decided to go in and um, it wasn't that cold really. It was just the lack of light that I couldn't see what I was stepping on and some of the rocks there are like super sharp. I actually ended up getting a slit on the sole of my foot. Um so that was one thing alright. Um that the rocks, I don't know, they were like I don't know, sharp rocks. Um but yeah, I went into the water and I just like was like oh my god, this is amazing. Um and it was quite cloudy that night, so it allowed for the bioluminescence to be really bright. And I just started like swishing my hands about and just seeing it all light up and glowing in the water. And I just, I just couldn't believe it. Like, I was just like, this is amazing. I was like, I'm so happy, I'm so happy, I'm so happy. I couldn't stop saying it. I was like, I'm so happy, I'm so happy. (laughs) And then I just was like diving into it. I was like, oh, feck this, my hair will be grand. Diving in and just, oh, just like all of the the glow and just oh it's just luminescent and it was amazing and like you'd be under the water and you open your eyes underwater and you can see it underwater and it's just it's like it is a transcendental experience you do almost leave your body you're just like whoa what is this your mind doesn't work anymore it's not thinking of you know useless thoughts or you know uh you know where the ego is at you, you're just so at one with with nature and the ocean, and you know the lock is like from the ocean. It's ocean water. But it's just like yeah, it's just a real experience. Like you know, when you're scuba diving or free diving or snorkeling, it's just that whole uh, multi sensory uh, omnipresence where everything is just united and one and you lose all aspects of the ego and self and you're just with it and that just is beautiful like it's just raw pure uh, presence and it's amazing so if you do get any opportunity to go into the water and experience that do and I then like I remember lying on my back and just like Like, obviously, I could feel the cold going into my neck at that point. I was like, whoa, it's quite cold. Um, You know, not having a suit or a wetsuit or whatever. And it was late at night, you know, nine o'clock or something. But I recall just feeling that cold and looking up at the sky and being like, wow, like this is just the most amazing experience. And just a, a thank you from me to nature and to the universe for allowing me to experience it. And especially like on the night of my birthday, I just couldn't have asked for a more um, enjoyable moment Um And I didn't want to leave although like we were getting hungry so we kind of had to get out at some point but I just kept like diving underneath and putting my hands in front of me like you know almost like um like a fin on a shark and just putting it in front and then like um drawing my hands outward and allowing my eyes to witness that luminescence and to feel it you know because it is a living organism and you are connecting with that living organism um So, yeah, it was really, really beautiful. And, like, this bioluminescence, like, it is basically the production and and emission of light um, from the organism. And it can happen on the seafloor right up to, you know, the level of the ocean at the surface level. And, like, it was even funny, we had um, the dog there. And it was so funny because he was just, like prancing around on his feet on the rocks and all the rocks were like lighting up and it was so funny because it was almost like um reindeer you know like reindeer like on Christmas where like they're going through the night sky and it's all lighting up but like this was happening for real on the rocks like every time he was prancing around or jumping or you know going along like all his feet were lighting up i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god it was just so cute and so funny at the same time (laughs) so yeah it's really cool to have a dog as well and just watch their little feet light up so on the other few days in west cork i went out to Shirken island which is a very very beautiful island um and on arrival you get to witness the old church very beautiful um and just stands like this massive—it's like a massive fortification of of the island. It just stands, it stands so strongly in front of you as you walk up the pier, and then just started walking on the island for a couple of hours, and ventured out towards Cow Strand, and then towards Silver Strand. So there's lots of lots of little beaches there, and absolutely empty—you know, nobody there. And whilst walking on the island, I think I met like, maybe like two or three people. (laughs) So it's kind of funny. Um, Just really cute, really remote and isolated. Um, So that was nice. And yeah, just observing all the different shrubs and greenery and flowers there as well. Again, loads of ivy. Uh, fuchsia on the bee, for the bees as well. Noticed lots of that, and another thing I noticed was on the school walls. Just the Im- amount of like environmental education, which I was really impressed with. Like they had all these like plaques outside the school. Um, with like you know marine vertebrates that we find on our shores in Shirken Island and then they had all like the pollinators like the butterflies the moths bats and just all pictures of them and their names and I was like I'm definitely taking a picture of this Um, it's so important that um that education is out there because we do need to know what pollinators do and uh, we do need to know where our food comes from Um, and not just be like expecting it at the shop every day because you know we should know that food is not just in well I mean it appears that it is in constant supply but like that's not actually how nature works realistically nature works yes nature is in abundance but we need to realize as well that like we need to work with what's in season and you know the aim is really to eat local and not have all these imports that are you know, floating on planes and you know, not only that, but like imagine the chemicals that, you know, are added to all that produce to enhance the shelf life and all of that, you know? Um and something interesting actually as well. Um like something I don't get. Like it was really interesting because like obviously for my birthday, um, loads of cakes were brought And loads of cakes were in the shops and all of that. And when we were in the shop looking at cakes and stuff, I actually couldn't believe it. Like, there was some cakes in the shop with a shelf life of, like, March 2022. And I'm just like, I with cream on them, you know? I'm just like, what is even that? Like, how can something stay fresh? And obviously, it's not fresh, it's chemicals. But, like, it's just disgusting. Like... Five months of shelf life on a creamed cake, like rotten. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> like what are we producing in factories that that's not good for the human body like? um, So, God, I just I just wish everybody could know that that's not real food. And, like, everything that goes into your body is assimilated by every single cell for the function of the body. And, like, then we wonder why we've all these diseases and sickness. Well, everything is sprayed with chemicals. And it's just, like, we need to really add things up, you know. And I actually saw a good picture once and it showed um, an organic set of produce. And um, basically the other produce, which is all the rest of it, 99% of it, which is chemically uh induced and it just showed that like you know why does the organic have to be labeled organic when the rest of it should be labeled with all the chemicals that they have you know it's just amazing and then other people will be like yeah but how are we going to feed the planet you know but I do believe there's enough produce local in season that will feed local communities you know because all of that stuff we've acquired and we actually have surplus, like we don't need those 5 million packets of biscuits, like, like yeah, I know people could say whatever, like in um, here and there, have your biscuits, but like the surplus is massive, you know, and realistically, if you tune into your body, your body won't want that, like when it's in full, proper, optimum health, it's not going to be craving for biscuits, you know what I mean? Anyway guys that's a tangent. So some other spots I ventured to were at Barley Cove which is a beautiful long uh, blue shining white sand beach absolutely glorious and again like my usual um, travel dream adventures like I see the picture and I'm like I need to go there. So I actually had seen a friend of mine had a drone picture from there of the reefs and the way it shone under the sun. And I was like, "Whoa, this beach is stunning. Like, and Ireland has some amazing beaches, but I just felt like, oh, this beach is definitely calling me. Um, so when I saw that Barley Cove wasn't too far from Baltimore, I was like, definitely going there. Um, so ventured off there on one of the days as well. And Really short drive, just passing through Skull and um, Skib, Skibberine, for any of you listening from abroad. Um, and what's the other one? Bally de Hub. So really cute little kind of Irish towns um, with lots of character, arty stores, coffee shops, all of that jazz. Um, so Barley Cove was amazing, walked over the sand dunes and um, actually didn't swim in Barley Cove. there was like this river thing basically in the middle that you would have to wade across. Um, I think normally there's some kind of a bridge or floaty things you can get across, but we actually ended up in the Chimney Cove, um, which I think is the name of the next beach further on. A small little cove, again, shining so beautifully blue under the sun, sand, immaculate, and just like, just so beautiful, like, you know? Um... Yeah. And I met a lovely man up there as well, this wild West Cork man. And he was so lovely. And he was like, hello there. And he was so happy and cheerful and joyful. And I was like, hello. And he was like, it's a lovely day, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, it's lovely. And he was so just so friendly. You know, when you get that vibe off of somebody and they just fill your cup up. And I just felt so happy after meeting him. And I was like, I'm going in for a swim now. And he was like, oh, geez, wow, you're very brave. (laughs) He was just so lovely. He was like, I'm off now. Have a good day now. And just really high vibe and happy. So that was lovely. So I head down for that little cove and got into my talks and ran into the ocean. And there was lovely little waves as well. So you could do some diving underneath. And um, something I love to do as well when I'm swimming. I don't know if you do it, but I just kind of become a little fish in the ocean but what I do is uh, if there's a wave coming it's just a really beautiful sensory experience to get fully immersive with the water but when there's a wave coming if you dive down basically not in well you can dive down um, towards it but you can also go like kind of sideways and if you go sideways when it's just coming like I think I learned this because of surfing because when I just go under with the board but obviously that can be a little bit more scary because the waves are can be a lot bigger when you're out the back, we'll say, um, with the board and the lineup or whatever. But just on a regular like beach shoreline when the wave comes and you can just dive under. And when the wave goes over your head and you can hear that like, shoo, it's just something uh really powerful to experience. And it's like this whole cellular um I don't know what it is it's something it does something to your body anyway for sure because I I can feel it in my body all my cells align I feel this like renewal and rebirth almost um it's like it's like your body gets this power from it you know uh this revival this shaking this removal of all the unnecessary things that we've acquired and we all need that you know um and yeah especially i think now like turning 30 being a you know going through your birthday and stuff can be um a unique period i guess some some of us don't like it some of us do i find it a little bit um emotional um it just it's a it's a big time for reflection i think and um sometimes we can be hard on ourselves or sometimes we can be happy and i think it's about finding that balance, you know, of like really being happy with what we have in our life and being grateful and also looking forward to the future about our next, um, goals in life or what we want to, to be or become, you know? Um, so yeah. Yeah. So I really find that that uh, diving under the wave and and staying under while the wave passes overhead is a real power inducing experience and I would advise you to try it and let me know what you think. Maybe you're already a little mermaid or merman diver and you already know what it's like but it's lovely. I love it. Um, Other than that I went out uh, three castle head where there's Dunlock Castle and a three towers and a lake and it's a beautiful hike up the uh, the head the headland um, I didn't I actually thought it was literally on I thought it was like two minutes but actually it was a lot longer it's kind of like a walk all right um, absolutely beautiful um, again like it is farmland so you can't bring dogs up there but it was amazing uh, found loads of mushrooms up there as well So really good ground, really good soil. Remember, like when you see mushrooms, it means that the mycorrhizae underneath. So the wood wide web, that network of uh, fungal connection, which is the communicator for all of those living uh, plants and organisms above ground, um, like the trees and the other plants as well um that that's all communicating between them so when you see the mushroom the fruiting body of the mycelium you know that you're stepping on rich fertile soil and i always notice that um you know you see it in the woods as well because the woods obviously haven't been torn up out of the ground by tractors and um plows and uh pesticides you know because obviously in the agricultural land around where i live um you wouldn't see the mushroom because the ground has been basically you know full of chemicals uh, from in 10 minutes using the ground but when i step into other fields locally um especially in the forest here as well yeah, i can find big huge kind of um uh what are they they're kind of like puff balls but they're larger they're bigger uh, massive ones last year i found one and it was like it would be like the size of your stomach like a massive thing um, uh, sorry, the size maybe the size of your torso, yeah, huge, massive, um, and as well, like in some other fields as well, locally, where there's just some animals being or just no use of machinery, you will see the mushrooms, so that's always a good sign, so um, yeah, I walked up along this castle tower head and it was amazing, and just the lake was really blue now, there is a history there of some mysterious things and murders and white lady and all this sort of stuff, so um I don't think some people maybe there's some bit of eeriness about it but the day I went I I felt actually quite good there um just happy to explore and only met three other ladies up there um so it was lovely and um, I climbed through one of the towers as well not sure if I was allowed to do that but you know me being the adventurer I like to uh have a bit of fun <laughs> um but yeah so that was lovely So the other couple of spots I stopped in were Castle Freak, an amazing strand if you get a chance to go there. Beautiful long uh, strand, super long like I'd say it's a kilometre long um, with big blue blustery waves um, and massive dunes as well with lovely, you can actually forage up there, loads of little plants that are really tasty. Um, Yeah so but always go with uh, maybe a not a professional forager but do you know somebody who knows the plants um just ask uh yeah because I'm only learning myself really but um um yeah just a really nice place I've actually had a surf there before as well and I only came across it a couple of months ago so it's really a beautiful find and as well at the end of the strand there's a cafe where I got um yeah you can get some bits in there like uh cakes and I think they have savoury as well um they didn't have it the day I was there only uh sausage rolls um but yeah and they have coffees and yeah and they had loads of pumpkins on the table it was such a cute little place and yeah it was just gorgeous to be able to have a nice um hot drink and surrounded by pumpkins and just looking at the ocean you know on a cold kind of autumn autumnal, autumnal wintry day so that was nice and one of the final spots as well on the way home was Clan, of course, Clown and Kilty. Um, and actually popped in there. I suppose it's one of the only wetsuit shops around. And I just got myself a new wetsuit. Um, so, yeah, I was really happy with that. So they, uh, they do loads of like surfing gear and all sorts of water wear. So if you're looking for anything, that's a really good place. And um, yeah, Irish business. So always supporting local um and yes yeah, so I was able to go out recently now for a surf with my new suit and I was delighted with it so be nice and warm for the winter and of course Klan has like loads of really nice eateries um it's quite busy actually but it actually felt quite good because like for the stay away I stayed in a cabin really high up it was called like um welcome to the cabin on top of the world. So it was right up on top of Baltimore. So you could see like the islands and you could see um basically the ocean and the beacon. It was so high up. So it was a cabin, a wooden cabin, like really kind of Scandinavian style. And um, it was nice to go like finish off in Klon because it was so busy there. And it was kind of, you know, you kind of need that bit of both sometimes where you get that retreat quiet time, which is really beautiful. But then actually... To be around community again and people and just connecting and going to different eateries and just seeing what foods and local kind of stuff they have. And people were just so friendly and so lovely and yeah, just had the most lovely time. I actually wanted to give um, just a few tips for this transitional period um, because I myself and I know my friends and just talking with others and um, with the changing season so like we're coming up to uh Halloween 31st of October which is the sign of um you know the changing season from the really bright side of the year to the really dark side of the year and it is a massive transition for us and remembering that we are nature like remembering that we are part of this interconnected system like yes we are homo sapiens a species like other species but we are part of the intricate system of light and dark sun moon fire water like we're all incorporated into that and we don't escape that transition you know so I suppose it can be really hard for people you know going into this very dark period where there can be rain cloud wind it requires um good mental hygiene I suppose and good mental health practices to avoid falling into, you know, isolation, depression, sadness, any of that kind of stuff, because with the diminishing light, that can happen, you know, very easily. Um, And I've been to countries where darkness is an issue and the amount of people on antidepressants is just, it would uh, just amazingly, like, (laughs) I couldn't believe it. Like, I remember when I was in Iceland and talking with a local there in, in a... Airbnb and you know the hours of darkness the transition is just so intense that she was saying the amount of people of her friends on antidepressants I couldn't believe it like nearly all of them so um yeah it's just to mind yourself during this period and to have practices in place where you are uh where you can maintain your your health and your your um your happiness levels you know your baseline um so basically obviously Halloween is that that Celtic tradition of the changing season so it was the Celtic New Year so going into the dark period so that's why it's all about the ghosts and all the ghouly things that come out Um, so it's basically like the end of the harvest and the decay of nature Um, so like even for me I've been experiencing throughout the beginning of October, end of September, when I was seeing all my plants dying, I was just like, oh my God, like I had some sadness, I had some grief and like I've been working through that and just understanding that, hey, like this happens every year. Uh, It's not that they're dead and gone forever, like it's a time for them to die off and for nature to rebirth again because seasons change, so do we, it's all temporary it's not that they're dead like forever, you know? It's a time for them to rebirth as well. Um, so um yeah, so basically like even having read like things about changing seasons and that, and they they said that back in the day, like man became very anxious because it was like, Oh my god, like everything's dying and just the diminishing light, like, you know, you have that whole stretch of evening, like it gets dark now at, you know, seven-ish. And at one point in the summer, it was 10, you know, and now it might, it's going to go back a couple of hours more. So it's more transitioning and more inward time, introspection. And yeah, again, just coming home to ourselves. And it is a time of great uh, unraveling and uh, relearning. So I guess a big thing about uh, autumn winter is the temperature drop. So I think having fires in place is really essential and fire is is a sacred element. So it is a part of ritual and has been used in ritual for millennia by humans. So I definitely would advise you to have a fire, get a fire going and use that as a space for light again, because, you know, our sun, our sunlight is so diminished that we need that extra light. So the fire can provide that for you. Um, so definitely and, and make it like a ritual at night if you're going lighting a fire and have a candle, you know, like all these sorts of things really help and just make your house cozy and warm for winter. Um, another thing that I would say is really ha- think about yoga. Yoga has saved me time and time again and helped me maintain good mental hygiene um, because a lot of the time when we are stuck in emotion, the emotion is stagnant in the body, is stagnant in our muscles, in our limbs. Um, And again, we must remember we are energetic beings and that energy has to be moved through. It can't be numbed out with stuff and substances. Like it has to be moved through in a healthy um, in a healthy way so getting a mat or a rug whatever you have getting on the ground stretching it out breathing it out using the breath and the body and aligning that and getting rid of those stuck and stagnant emotions is just it's a world of wonder and like I practice every day and I will like you know like just go on to YouTube and um, some ones I really find good are yoga with Adrienne she is amazing, so write her down, try her out. Um, she's a really beautiful tone and just very gentle approach. Um, and then there's another girl, Boho Beautiful, which um, as well is very calming. She's beautiful meditations. And also, um, she actually does like faster ones as well, where if you did want to get like toned or um, do the splits, I don't know. Um, she's actually really good for that as well. Um, but I really like those two. Um, and what else would I recommend to you get a journal every night write down your gratitude every morning you have to do it well not every morning but do it at night for definite write down your gratitude write down things that made you smile that day even if they're just little small wins even it's even if it's like I really liked how I held my cup of hot tea this morning and blah 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 like just even if it's so simple you know what I mean like I really like where I live because I'm close to the ocean and the ocean makes me feel happy Um, or like I really like that or you know like I'm grateful that I know how to plant uh, I don't know leaves or something because then I can have food on my plate and it makes me happy you know like just simple things or I love having my friends living close by because we can meet up and have fun together blah 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 like it's all about checking in with your brain and releasing those happy chemicals because otherwise if you've grown up in this society where we've grown up um where the ego is constantly at play um you might just fall into um the ego's um pattern which is you know self-destruction and we all get it like we all get it i get it Um, so it's really important to withhold these practices and keep it going. And gratitude is a fast way to the heart center and to keep you in alignment with like source or in a state of love and gratefulness. And you know what happens when you're grateful. You actually start like your energy field brings in more, like, and more and more and more abundance. Um, so that's how energy works. You attract more of what you are. Um, and then I suppose other things like um, take up a new hobby, you know, something for the winter, maybe a new art form, maybe a course online just to keep your mind, I suppose, focused on something and, and goal orientated a bit because we are human beings. We do get we are goal orientated. So um yeah, maybe something like that. And of course, the ocean, jumping in the ocean every day, like that'll be me. <laughs> I hope to see you there. But definitely, guys, like cold water therapy is a must. If you don't leave near the ocean, get in the shower 30 seconds. It will release dopamine in the body. And um, that's your happy hormones and serotonin. So like it's, a, it's, it's literally about hacking your chemistry. Once you know how your body works and your brain, you can hack that and you can be happy, you know. Um, but it is you know it does require a lot of unlearning Um, yeah and just like even dancing as well like dancing is amazing throw on a tune and dance it off shake it off shake off the energy you know and of course being around family friends and loved ones is really important during this uh, darker period and I suppose just on a final note about nature um, at the moment my bees are still flying they're still quite happy they didn't really like the stormy weather they didn't come out but they are out now today um sun is out so they're still out and you know the conditions are still quite mild so they're coming out and they're gathering um you know bits for the hive um so that's lovely to see that and um I will be, as I said, making my beehives over the next couple of weeks. When there's rainy days, I'll just be like getting on that um, because I have to put the whole thing together, which is going to be exciting. Um, And yeah, it's all about taking that time to um, really give back to nature for all she gives us. Um, And again, like if you are thinking about growing this season, you could think about, uh, I was reading an article about sprouting, so you could get into sprouting. Um, something I might look into as well um, you need a lot of seeds though and obviously you get like smaller output because you're eating the seed as a sprout um, so yeah that's something you could look at as well um, and again flowering outdoors the ivy is still flowering so there's still uh, quite a lot of uh, species on the, on the ivy getting nectar exciting um, and yeah just uh, thank you for from me for tuning in to season 3 um again just yeah just a thank you for keeping going on the journey and for the feedback that you wanted a season three Um, i'm really happy to share the knowledge and just connect with more like-minded individuals and grow this so if you did enjoy today i would love if you could share it or send it to a friend or just help me on this mission because like we need to grow the mission to protect nature um we need more people aware and on the right path um so I'd really appreciate that because it's not like for me it act- this is all for nature and i I just we just need more people um on this uh track and create this new earth of balance harmony and love and acceptance and where nature comes first because uh, otherwise we're we're gonna lose in battle um so thanks again from me patrons you uh you are amazing. Thank you for me as well. There are also two visualizations um, on Patreon for your inner child and your future self. Again, um, some extra content for you guys um, to say thank you for your contributions. And if you would like to join, please head over to patreon.com slash catchkate. And I would just be so grateful for that and it would really help me on my work and my mission to protect and preserve nature. Um, So yeah, guys, have a gorgeous day. I hope you enjoyed and a wonderful weekend. Bye.